What's up, paddler, and welcome back to another paddleboard workout with me. I'm Coach Huff, and I'll be guiding through today's one-hour Zone 2 paddle, focused on improving your aerobic conditioning. But before we get started, if you want to use another app to track your workout today, you can simply start that here as I give you a countdown to start the first part of our paddle today, which will be in Zone 1. So, here we go. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, let's paddle. So starting things off, we're going to paddle for 5 minutes in our zone 1, keeping our heart rates below 120 beats per minute. This is basically an effortless pace, and we simply want to get our bodies moving and going through the motions of our paddle stroke. So yes, even though I know you're stoked about today's paddle session, hold back your energy and your effort to take it nice and easy right now. This time is a great time to focus on preparing our mind and our body for what's to come. It's also a great time to focus on getting a good base for our breathing, taking nice deep breaths in and out through our nose, staying in nice and calm, controlling our heart rate. As well, it's great to focus on why you're out here in the first place and what goals you're trying to work towards in today's paddle session. After these first five minutes of paddling in your zone one, I'll then help you transition into your zone two for the rest of today's paddle session for one hour. During today's paddle, I'll be talking about some benefits of zone tune training and the importance behind it. So I'm super stoked to share some of those facts with you. But for now, take it easy, simply clear your mind and your head, focus on your breaths, and focus on why you're out here and the goals you're trying to chase down. So enjoy these next few minutes. I'll be back with you soon to transition you into our zone two and talk about the power behind it. I'll talk to you soon. Alright, you now have one minute remaining of these first five minutes before we transition into our zone two. Thirty more seconds. 
All right, let's transition to our zone two here now in five, four, three, two, one, let's go. All right, let's now put a little bit more effort into our paddle stroke and bring our heart rate up to around 140 beats per minute. At this pace and effort, you should still be able to take good deep breaths in and out through your nose, and you should be able to hold a long conversation with someone with little effort. So as you're building to the zone two for the next hour, let's now talk about the importance and the benefits behind zone two training. There's a phrase you might have heard in the past, it's a very popular phrase, but the phrase goes, train slow to run fast. Or in our situation, train slow to paddle fast. Now even though this phrase is incredibly short, it's incredibly powerful and impactful, and basically sums up the importance of zone two training. Now a lot of benefits and facts I'm going to talk about today about zone two, come from Howard Lukes, who is an orthopedic surgeon and sports medicine specialist. So know that this information is coming from the best of the best. Before we dive into the importance of zone two training, let's talk about some benefits behind it. Number one, it increases the number of mitochondria and its efficiency in your body. Number two, it increases your metabolic flexibility. Number three, it lowers your resting heart rate. Number four, it helps decrease blood pressure. Number five, it lowers your risk of injury. Number six, it improves your ability to paddle longer. Number seven, it improves your resilience and ability to deal with increasing load. Number eight, it helps improve your zone four and zone five performance. And number nine, it helps improve your distance paddling ability. So as you can see from that list, your zone two is incredibly powerful and incredibly important to focus on because without it, basically you have no base to do the rest of your training from. Now in general, zone two training can range from 120 to upwards of 150 beats per minute. But for most people, their heart rate will be around 140 beats per minute in their zone two, as that will be their lactate threshold or ceiling for their zone two. Then obviously the more you condition and the more you train and improve your zone two, the higher that ceiling will be. So for example, trained athletes will have a higher zone two or have a heart rate that can reach up to 150 beats per minute or even higher with their zone two ceiling. So with the more time and focus you put into this, the higher and better your zone two will be. Now in the zone two training, you're focused on your aerobic training. And this is incredibly important because it allows you to use fat as an energy source, which allows you to use it for longer and use it more efficiently, rather than using the glucose in our muscles. So this allows us to paddle more efficiently and for longer periods of time. On the other end, when your heart rate goes higher into zone four and zone five, your body then switches to an anaerobic state which basically means your body then has to switch to using glucose for energy in your muscles because the oxygen supply does not keep up with your body's needs. Now this is okay for short sprints and short distances. When it comes to paddling for longer distances, this is not okay because your body will become more fatigued and more tired quickly. So that's why we want to stay in our zone two for the longer periods of time than we can for these longer distances. Now some people may ask, well if I train in my zone four or zone five, will I also help improve my zone two? And the short answer is no. You're dealing with two very different types of energy systems. One occurs inside the mitochondria in your zone two, and the other from your glucose in zones four and five. So in other words, your zone four and zone five will not help improve your zone two, but your zone two will help improve all zones above it, such as three through five. So training in higher zones does not improve lower zones, but training in lower zones does help improve your higher zones. So the next common question that many people ask is how many workouts do you focus on zone two training and how many workers should you focus on zones three through five? And the best answer for this is around 80% of your workouts should be focused on zone two training, while the remaining 20% or so should be focused on the higher zones. So with those percentages, you can see just how important zone two training is, but also the importance of still focusing on the zones above it. Now, even though zones three through five have a smaller percentage, that doesn't mean you shouldn't focus on those. Those zones are still incredibly beneficial. For example, by focusing on zone five training, you will help improve your VO2 max, which is also incredibly important. So yes, even though a ton of time gets put into our zone two, our zones three through five are still very important to focus on. So even though that might be a ton of information right now to digest, I simply wanted to share with you some of the importances and benefits behind zone two training, which is why we're focusing on that today. So take a moment right now and check your heart rate. Is it around 140 beats per minute right now? If it's too low, like around 120 beats per minute, focus on trying to raise it up closer to 140 beats per minute. Or if you're way too high, like 160 beats per minute, ease things off and take it at a little bit easier pace. 
Remember that in the zone, you should be able to have a good and easy long conversation and take nice and easy deep breaths in and out through your nose. If you're unable to do either one of these things, that means you're paddling too hard. So focus on these things for the next few minutes and reflect upon all the information I just gave you. And I'll be back with you in a little bit to talk about some challenges of paddling slow. Talk to you soon.
All right, I'm back, and how's your paddle going today? Are you finding it easy or challenging to keep your heart rate at around 140 beats per minute? You basically want to be finding a good, consistent rhythm with our paddle strokes as we move through the body at a consistent pace, keeping our body at a consistent 140 beats per minute. It may sound easy, but as you're probably finding out, that also is challenging as well, as it depends on how you're feeling for the day, the weather conditions, and the water conditions. So even though you might find the right pace today, if you do the same thing tomorrow, some of those factors might be different, so you might have to change the pace that you're paddling at, but that's okay. The main goal is to keep our heart rate at around 140 beats per minute. Now with this, as you're probably finding out, it can be incredibly challenging to paddle at a slower pace. And get me, I know. When I first started Zone 2 training, I found myself paddling too fast and too hard all the time. I continually had to ease up and back off to get my heart rate back down again to where it should be. It seemed so unnatural at first because I was so used to paddling at a harder pace for longer periods of time, not realizing I was paddling way above my zone too. It was frustrating at times having to constantly ease up on my pace and slow things down. But with more practice and over time, I got better and better about it and I learned to paddle at that slower pace. And guess what? I'm seeing the benefits from it now and my body has learned how to adapt to that and also enjoy the slower pace process. So even if you're having a hard time right now and keeping things at a slower pace, give yourself some grace and just learn to keep easing off and easing off until you're at that right pace or right beats per minute with your heart rate. Then over time, you'll find it more natural to paddle at this pace and you'll also see the benefits from it and learn to enjoy the process more as well. Now talking about the zone two training also has me thinking about how it applies to other areas of our lives as well. And I don't know about you, but for me, I can find myself sprinting from one thing to the next thing all day, every day, working at a very fast pace. Then over time, I find myself being more fatigued and more tired going at such a quick pace for my life. So if anything, I've learned to take quite a few factors from zone two training and applying to my everyday life as well. Learn to take things at a slower and easier pace. And the more I'm doing this, the more I'm applying to other areas of my life, the more benefits I'm seeing from it as well. I'm able to have less stress in my life, more peace, and I'm learning to enjoy the whole entire process of my days more and more. Now this is very much a part of my American culture and background, but I've now been living in Mexico for over six years. And one thing I noticed about this culture is they take things at an easier and slower pace. Yes, they are incredibly hard work in this culture, but when they're focused on time at work or time with family, they put all their time and focus on that. They don't worry about what's coming up next, they simply focused on the here and now. So for example, if a local is having a conversation with someone else, they are focused and fully present on that conversation and they are not thinking about what they have to do next after that conversation. This is incredibly powerful because that conversation is deeper and more impactful versus having your mind wander off thinking about what's next to do. This is something I've always struggled with in the past as my mind is always thinking about the next thing to do. So by being in this culture, I've learned to try to be more present and focused on the here and now and not worrying about what to do next. So once again, taking things at a slower and easier pace. So what are some things in your life right now? Are there some things that you need to be focused on taking at an easier pace in your work life, in your family life, in your recreational life? Whatever it is, how can you focus on taking things at an easier pace? Then, like me, I hope you see the benefits from taking those things at an easier pace and find more enjoyment in life. So as you continue to paddle at an easier pace, learn to enjoy the process. Don't get frustrated about it. If you find yourself pounding too hard, ease up once again and find that nice, slow, easy rhythm. I'll be back with you here in a few minutes to talk about some reasons why I love Zone 2 training.
All right, I'm back and let's talk about why I love zone two training. Now, other than all the other benefits that I mentioned earlier in today's paddle, there are so many other things I love about zone two training. The first one is I can actually enjoy paddling again. In the past, when I did workouts, I always focused on giving it my all and pushing hard all the time, which yes, was fun in some ways, but the majority of the time after doing that over and over again, my joy and love of paddling decreased and decreased. So by doing more paddles at a slower pace, I've learned to reignite my passion for paddling again and enjoy the entire process. Another thing I love about zone two training is I can think about life. By having more time on the water and paddling at a slower pace, I'm able to reflect and think about all the things going on in my life. The good, the bad, the easy, or the difficult. It allows me to think through those things, get clarity and vision for the future. So as an introverted person, I absolutely love this time on the water as it gives me space and time away from everything else in life I give time and focus to think about these things in my head. Another thing that I love about Zone 2 training is I feel good afterwards and I feel good the rest of the day. I don't know about you, but sometimes after I do a super hard workout, I do feel good afterwards but I'm also incredibly tired. What's great about Zone 2 is even though I'm paddling for longer times in the water, when I get done with that paddle session, I still feel good and have energy for the rest of my day. So, I mean, that's kind of a pro-pro, right? I mean, you get to do a nice workout in for the day, and you still get to feel good and have plenty of energy for the rest of your day as well. So for me, it's kind of a win-win. A good workout and a good day. Can't really ask for a better combination than that. And the last thing I love about Zone 2 training is knowing that it's not only helping my paddling career, but it's also helping maximize my life and health as well. By increasing my mitochondria and heart rate efficiency, I'm able to improve my health and have a healthier body to live in and function from. So my list for zone two can go on and on. I can talk more and more about why I love zone two training, but now I want to give you some time to think about why you love zone two training. What are some things you love about the exercise process? What are some things you love about the benefits from it? And what are some things you love about how it affects the rest of your day? So think about these things. I'll be back with you here in a few minutes.
All right, I'm back, and you're now 30 minutes into your zone two paddle today, and you just have 30 minutes remaining. So guess what? You're at that halfway mark. So now let's talk about a few things that can affect your heart rate. The first one being what you put in your body. For example, as we all know, caffeine can be a great source of energy, but it also affects your heart rate. So if you drink a few cups of coffee before you do a paddleboard session that's be focused on zone two training, you're gonna find it a little bit harder to do so as your heart rate will be a little bit higher dealing with the effects of the caffeine in your body. So yes, even though caffeine can be a great short boost of energy, it also affects your heart rate and can make it more difficult for you to have a lower heart rate on your zone two paddle days. Another factor that can affect your heart rate is the weather outside and the temperature. For example, the hotter the weather is for the day and the higher the humidity, the more your body's gonna have to work to keep your body at a cooler temperature, therefore causing your heart rate to operate at a little higher rate. So for me here in Mexico right now, it's currently in summertime and the temperatures are pushing upwards of 100 degrees every single day with humidity around 50%. So this makes it incredibly hard to keep my heart rate at a lower rate when I'm paddling. The best advice I can give in a situation like I am here is make sure you get your workout session in first thing in the morning as that's the coolest part of the entire day. By being able to work out in the cooler conditions, you'll find it easier to keep your heart rate lower and get a better workout in. Another thing that can affect your heart rate on the water as well is the water conditions. For example, if you're going out paddling and the winds are a little bit stronger, you're going to find it a little more difficult, obviously, to paddle at an easier pace against the wind. I know from personal experience, all you can do is simply ease up your paddle stroke and effort when paddling into the wind in order to keep your heart rate lower. So yes, you probably will be basically moving or crawling through the water, but you will still be able to get your heart rate at the right range as we're not really focused on distance, but rather keeping our heart rate at the right level. So obviously the calmer the cushions are on the water, the easier you'll find it to be to paddle at a consistent rate of keeping your heart rate at the correct zone for zone two. And then finally, another factor that can affect your heart rate is stress. If you're carrying a lot of stress in your life right now, that will definitely affect your heart rate as well. Now yes, exercise is a great source in order to help relieve stress, but just know when you first get started in your workout, if you're carrying a lot of stress, your heart rate will be a little bit higher. Then, hopefully over time throughout the workout, your body will become less stressed and more relaxed, and you'll find it a little bit easier to bring your heart rate back down again. So I do encourage you to do workouts when you're stressed as it will help alleviate that stress, but just know that that stress will affect your heart rate as well throughout that workout. Now there are many other things that do affect your heart rate levels, but those are just a few to help you give you an idea of how the different things you do or different conditions you paddle in will affect your heart rate levels. So before every paddle session, think about a few of those areas and think about some ways you can help improve those areas or alleviate some of those areas that will cause your heart rate to be a little bit higher. All right, keep paddling in your zone two now. I'll be back to you in a few minutes to talk about the next thing.
All right, I'm back once again, and now let's talk about why Zone 2 training is such a great way to start any training process you have to reach any of your goals for longer distance paddles. Now, for many people, when they set a new distance goal, it's because it's a goal that they have not been able to do in the past. For example, if someone's a paddle the first 10K, they've set it as a goal because they almost find it impossible to do so, and they want to work towards to get there. But what's great about Zone 2 training is that you can reach that goal right away. Since Zone 2 operates at such a low heart level, you should in theory be able to do that whole distance with your very first session. So how cool is that? Even if you have a 10k goal, you can reach that goal the very first day because you're able to do it at a nice easy pace. Now yes, your time will not be very fast, but you'll be able to do the whole distance and get a feel for what that distance feels like. Then the more you work on Zone 2 training over and over and over again and work a little bit on your zones 3 through 5 as well, when you go to paddle your 10k once again, you'll find that you'll be able to do it at a faster pace and an improved pace. So it's a great confidence booster and it helps you know that you can paddle a distance no matter what, even if you're paddling at an easier pace. No matter if it's a workout or if it's a race, there's another reason why you should never give up. Worst case scenario, all you have to do is ease up your pace and ease up your heart rate in order to finish the race, but it allows you to also know that you can finish that race even with little effort. Never give up and never just quit. Always know you always have zone 2 to come back to if you're feeling very hard or very tired or fatigued. The more you learn to push through those hard seasons and races or in life and learn to take things at an easier pace when you need to, the better endurance you'll find you'll have to complete those races or complete those hard seasons of life. So if you have a distance goal right now, know that today's trainings help you reach that goal. So continue to paddle on your zone 2 and I'll be back with you in a few minutes.
All right, we're now down to our last 10 minutes of today's long paddle session in our zone two. I hope you have enjoyed this whole entire paddle today and enjoying the process of improving your zone two, which will therefore improve all the other zones above it. But now I wanna give you some questions that reflect upon what we've talked about today. I'll give you each question and then give you one minute to think about that question before I give you the next one. So are you ready for the first one? Well, here it is. What have you enjoyed or not enjoyed about today's paddle? Once again, what have you enjoyed or not enjoyed about today's paddle? Think about that now for the next minute. Next question, what are some things you were able to reflect on during today's paddle and what were your conclusions? Once again, what are some things you were able to reflect on during today's paddle and what were your conclusions? Next question, how can you slow down in other areas of your life? Once again, how can you slow down in other areas of your life? All right, last question. How are you going to reach your next paddle goal? Once again, how are you going to reach your next paddle goal? I hope that you have seen some incredible benefits from today's paddle session and have learned a few things about the importance of zone two training. I've learned to love these kind of paddle sessions and I hope that you're learning to love them as well. So let's enjoy these last few minutes of today's paddle session. I'll be back to you soon to end things out.
Alright, now I just have one minute remaining. Let's finish this out together. Thirty more seconds. Ten more seconds. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Nice job. I hope you enjoyed today's paddle session with me and I hope that you feel refreshed and grateful for the whole process of paddling today. Now as always, be sure to get a good stretch in to help your body recover, refill your body with some nutrients, and I'll see you at our next paddle session. I'll see you then, paddler.